Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 61, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone and here we are at the beginning of week 13 and we are going to spend this week working our way through the book of Joshua. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now It's Marvin the friendly curious cow So hello Marvin, how was your weekend? Oh it was good Dave. You know I I wanted to play some more cowball but but then I realised my cowball boots had a big hole in them so, well, you know, I asked my mom to get me some more, but then in the morning she was busy, uh, and then she said I had to do some chores if she was going to buy me some brand new boots. So I did, Dave. I, I cleaned the whole barn. Yeah, uh, and then she did take me to get some new boots. They're awesome. I got a new pair of Adidas herbivores. Okay, okay. So, well, sounds like a weekend. It maybe didn't go just how you'd have planned it out, but you got there in the end. Which, funny enough, that's a bit like the Israelites in today's story. But before we get to all of that, it is, of course, Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's recap day. What have we heard the Bible say? Let's remember it's recap day. Okay, Marvin, so let's do this. You ready? Oh, you betcha, Dave. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we had creation and the fall. Yeah, then we had Noah, the ark, and the rainbow. Then came Abraham and God's covenant promises. Okay, then came Isaac, and then Jacob and Esau, and then Joseph and his 11 brothers. Yeah, and that brought the family to Egypt in the famine, and then they were there for 400 years. Okay, so then came Moses, and we had the burning bush, and God sends him back to Pharaoh to rescue his people. Yeah, but Pharaoh would not let the Israelites go, so we had 10 plagues finishing with the Passover, and the special meal the Israelites would eat every year. So they leave Egypt, they cross the Red Sea, there's a lot of grumbling, but God provides manna and quail and water. Okay, yeah, then God gave the 10 commandments, uh, but the Israelites made a golden calf, uh, so Moses melted that and then they made the tabernacle where they would worship the true God and they had to spend 40 more years in the wilderness because they wouldn't trust in God when their spies came back from Canaan all scared okay yeah then some kings tried to get rid of the Israelites yeah then we had Balaam this talking donkey of course and he blesses instead of curses the Israelites then we got to Moses dying and Joshua takes over and they sent spies to Jericho yep then we had Rahab hiding them and the Israelites finally crossed the Jordan into the promised land excellent recap Dave yep good work Marvin okay So, well, time to get to our reading. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dave. So the Israelites needed new cowball boots, huh? What? Well, you said their story was like my story this weekend when I needed new boots. Oh, oh. Well, no, Marvin. They didn't need new boots. I just meant when they entered the promised land, they probably thought they would do things one way. But, well, God had a different way in mind. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, well, who's reading today? Well, today we're back to Bryn. Oh, great. Yeah, the one with the funny accent. Yep, that's the one. Hi, Bryn. You been eating any tomatoes? Or got any nice new pajamas lately? (laughs) Marvin, don't be rude. Okay, Bryn, over to you. Hello, today's reading is Joshua 6, verses 1 to 23. The gates of Jericho were shut tight and guarded closely because of the Israelites. No one went out, no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, I have handed Jericho over to you. I have also handed over to you its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all your fighting men. In fact, do it for six days. Have seven priests get trumpets made out of ram's horns. They must carry them in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. Tell the priests to blow their trumpets as you march. You will hear them blow a long blast on the trumpets. 
When you do, tell the whole army to give a loud shout. The wall of the city will fall down. Then the whole army will march up to the city. Everyone will go straight in. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called for the priests. He said to them, Go and get the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. I want seven of you to carry trumpets in front of it. He gave an order to the army. He said, Move out! March around the city! Some of the fighting men must march in front of the Ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the men, the seven priests went forward. They were carrying the seven trumpets as they marched in front of the Ark of the Lord. They were blowing the trumpets. The Ark of the Lord's Covenant was carried behind the priests. Some of the fighting men marched ahead of the priests who were blowing the trumpets. The others followed behind the ark and guarded all the priests. That whole time the priests were blowing the trumpets. But Joshua had given an order to the army. He had said, Don't give a war cry. Don't raise your voices. Don't say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city once. Then the army returned to camp. They spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning. The priests went and got the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets started out. They marched in front of the Ark of the Lord. They blew the trumpets. Some of the fighting men marched ahead of them. The others followed behind the Ark and guarded all of them. The priests kept blowing the trumpets. On the second day, they marched around the city once. Then the army returned to camp. They did all those things for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at sunrise. They marched around the city, just as they had done before. But on that day, they went around it seven times. On the seventh time around, the priests blew a long blast on the trumpets. Then Joshua gave a command to the army. He said, Shout! The Lord has given you the city. The city and everything in it must be set apart to the Lord to be destroyed. But the prostitute Rahab and all those with her in her house must be spared. That's because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the things that have been set apart to the Lord. If you take any of them, you will be destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. You will cause it to be destroyed. All the silver and gold is holy. It is set apart to the Lord. So are all the things made out of bronze and iron. All these things must be added to the treasures kept in the Lord's house. The priests blew the trumpets. As soon as the army heard the sound, they gave a loud shout. Then the wall fell down. Everyone charged straight in. So they took the city. They set it apart to the Lord to be destroyed. They destroyed every living thing in it with their swords. They killed men and women. They wiped out young people and old people. They destroyed cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Then Joshua spoke to the two men who had gone in to check out the land. He said, Go into the prostitute's house. Bring her out. Also bring out everyone with her. That's what you promised her you would do. So the young men who had checked out the land went into Rahab's house. They brought her out along with her parents and brothers and sisters. They brought out everyone else there with her. They put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Thanks, Bryn. Oh, Dave, I see what you mean now. Marching round a city once a day? Hmm, that's not the way you'd think you'd take over the promised land, huh? Nope, and I'm sure the Israelites were expecting to get their swords and spears and shields ready and they'd charge the city walls and they'd fight their way in. Oh, but yeah, God's plan was very different. It was. And you know, I'm sure every day the Israelites went out and marched around the city and then went back to their camp. I bet they were thinking, what is going on? What on earth are we doing this for? Yeah, I, I bet the people inside Jericho were thinking that too. What are those Israelites up to? That's right. But God wanted the Israelites to trust him. And he was going to show them who it was that was giving them the promised land. Oh, how do you mean, Dave? Well, let's say the Israelites had done things their way. 
they'd got out their weapons and they'd charged in and they'd fought and they'd won and taken over the city, well, then what do you think they're thinking afterwards? Well, they'd be thinking, hooray, right? Well, yes, but then part of them start to think, well, look what we just did. We're awesome. We're great fighters. We are going to take all this land because we are amazing. Oh, I see what you mean. Not because God was doing it. That's right. You see, God was showing them that their victories did not come because they were great soldiers or because they had a mighty army. Their victories came because he was giving them victory. Okay, yeah. See, God knew what the Israelites were like. He, he knew how quickly they'd get to thinking, ah, we don't need to worry about this God and his laws. We can do fine on our own. And boys and girls, it's easy for us to fall into that very same trap. Oh, you think, Dave? Yep, you know, the Bible teaches us that every good thing we have is a gift from God. But, well, we go out to the store and we buy the things we need. And it's easy to forget and we get to thinking, well, I have food in my cupboard and clothes to wear because I bought those things. Or my mom and dad bought those things for us. You know, we're doing okay on our own and we just kind of forget God a little bit and think, well, we'll just get on with our lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I might think, well, I have a big barn full of hay. I have everything I need. I, I guess kind of what do I need God for? Yep, but that's when we need to remind ourselves of who God is and that all the blessings we have are from him and that even if we were super rich and had tons of money and a huge house with its own swimming pool and the best food and clothes that money could buy and all the toys that we ever wished we could have. Oh yeah, a huge barn with buttercuppy hay. Yep, even if we had all of that, our biggest need, the most important thing in the whole world is knowing God and having our sins forgiven. All that other stuff, well, none of it will last forever. So what's most important is knowing our forever will be with God in heaven. In good times or bad times, if we're rich or if we're poor, if we're healthy or if we're sick, we need God. That's what God wanted the Israelites to know. And it's what he wants us to know. So, boys and girls, how do we keep from forgetting like the Israelites might have? Well, we go to church every week and we read our Bible every day so that we are reminded again and again and again of how amazing our God is and that nothing in this world is more important than following him. Today, boys and girls, thank God for all the gifts that he has given us. But those gifts, those good things we have, they're not as important as the gift giver. So let's ask God to help us never to forget how much we need him, to never get distracted, but to spend every day of our lives following him. Okay, yeah, amen. Okay, well, that's us well and truly out of time, Marvin, so we'd better say goodbye and we will be back tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I'm off to play some cowball in my new boots. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles... Dave Josh.